Welcome to Fish Fingers and Custard Explosion Network, Doctor Who After Show. I'm Dylan Blunt. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here talking about Sontarans been dicks. <laughs> Sontarans been Sontarans. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, this week's episode, Chapter 2, War of the Sontarans, directed by Jamie Magnus Stone, written by Chris Chibnall. Uh, synopsis... For which is fucking weird, is it? Uh, during the Crimean War, the Doctor discovers the British Army fighting a brutal alien army of Sontarans as Jazz and Dan are thrown deeper into a battle for survival. What is the Temple of Atropus? 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 I can't remember how they said it. And who are the Ma- Ma- Maori? Maori? Did they say Maori? Because that sounds like Maori. You know what I mean? It's spelled M-O-U-R-I. No how would you say that? Because I can't remember how they said it in the show. Anyway, I also Mori, Mori. Anyway, the the time planet thing, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, what were your overall thoughts in this week's episode? Which went for an hour, by the way. Yeah, full hour long episode. Yeah. This was pretty good. Like you know, Doctor. Like obviously, there's something going on with the TARDIS, and he's like getting kicked out. Uh, they're all got separated. Time displacements, you know. Uh, the Doctor, like, had this cool, like, obviously being the Doctor and, like, kind of frantic and that kind of stuff. Uh, we got more of Dan and, like, got to, you know, I, hard not to be real like him after this episode. You know, and then Yaz, you know, is off getting turned into a monster. You know, uh, and then we got a bit more of a swarm, which, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of liking him, <laughs> you know. You're kind of liking him? I don't know if you're supposed to like him. No, like liking them as a villains, like okay, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good too. I feel like the only negative side to this episode is the thing we're just going to have going forward, which is that, um, well, it's less that we had to cut away to the the stuff with the swarm, which is just so not connected to everything else having the episode. I feel like it's just that Yaz unfortunately gets shoved into that, like whereas Dan's still involved in the main story this week but Yaz is um, like she's straight away sidelined into the the time planet thing or whatever else which maybe she'll get you know a chance to shine in future episodes maybe Dan has a little bit less time or whatever but yeah it's like the second episode and where Yaz unfortunately is just sort of sidelined which was well, the did, only sort did of they negative. kill her off is that is that what happened at the end of the episode I have no idea they just gave some fucking face tattoos I don't know <laughs> 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 I don't know what else, what else is going on there. Um, and yeah, we get to see a bit more of a frantic doctor, I guess, and a, a sort of angrier yeah. doctor side in this, which was um, interesting, cool to see as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Dan was just the... If you didn't like Dan last episode, surely. Yeah. By the time you see him in this one running, running around for Pan and whatever else, then... <laughs> just looking for the pierce head. Hey. Just looking for the... It's Piers Ed, right, or something? Something, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's quite funny. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so how do you want to... So you got the main plot, and then you got the side plot. And how do you feel about the way they've sort of... Because this is presumably how the rest of the season's going to go, where we always have this sort of 90% of the episode focused on what the main story is, but then you're going to have that 10 15% or whatever that which is where Yaz was this episode which is back to the interconnected uh through line of the episode yeah. 
Yeah, I do mind. Obviously, you know, we're so used to uh, serialized television at this point. Like, that's to be expected. But, you know, it does feel a little bit off of a Doctor Who, which is historically been very episodic. Even when it does, like, serialized things, it definitely feels like everything is a complete individual story. Um, unless it's like a two or three parter or whatever. But yeah, I didn't mind it. I don't think, uh, yeah, we're just obviously getting hints and teasers as to what all this swarm stuff is and the, or the time is that's what's time's breaking apart. And that's what's caused the TARDIS to leak <laughs> and like have no doors. It's like, that was a cool sequence. It's like, her walking around the TARDIS and couldn't find the door. I think it was shot really well. And like, obviously Jodie did a good job displaying her shock at not being able to get inside. Get inside the TARDIS, yeah. Yeah. We've gone from a couple seasons ago to one of the doctors being able to flick their fingers and open the doors to now there yeah. being no doors. <laughs> uh, what a change of pace. It is. All things change. But yeah, I, I think it works. It's just interesting for Doctor Who. And yeah, when you think about how the best sort of seasons have done the the through line stuff. It, like if you think about how Doctor Who was brought back for New Who or whatever you want to call it, mm. and it's like through Bad line, Wolf. Bad Wolf, it's literally episode, it's just wholly about whatever the, the story was that week. And then the end of the episode, someone will be like, oh, Bad, Bad Wolf. Wolf sticker in the background or like someone says Bad Wolf and it's like, and credits. Like it's literally like 10 seconds of the, the episode. And when you think about like Matt Smith, um, Silence, Astronaut, all that sort of stuff, Whole int- not connected thing. End of the episode. Have you heard the silence? Oh, credits. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's never usually like a back and forth part of the episode where another character is completely in a sort of the through line sort of thing. Yeah, I I, I definitely don't mind it because that's just like other TV shows. But I can I I can I'm still seeing people on Twitter, you know, just not really adjusting well i think to the between the first episode just being so hectic and then the way they're doing this but yeah i, I certainly don't mind it my only complaint is that yeah uh yaz had to be part of that mm. if that makes sense like i feel like if this is her final season i would have much preferred her to have a bit more time um i don't know if they've 100 confirmed but i can't remember i will find out um but yeah, so main storyline, Sontarans and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the main guest star of this episode was Sarah Powell, Powell uh, who played Mary Seacole, uh, a real... So considering on Chris Tribnall, Chris Tribnall obviously has a thing for, I guess, real historical. Like, he's that's he's always done that in yeah. a lot. Not to say, like, he's the first person to do it, but he's had a lot of real historical people that it feels like he's especially when it comes to like women or uh pocs or something like that sort of where he's pulling from rather than the um the more white dude savior type characters so that's sort of what he's always pulled from so that's where um i've never heard this person before but um but they are mary c cole is indeed but then how much do you know about the crimean war dylan i know absolutely nothing so yeah yeah. <laughs> Checks out. I was like, they're talking about Russians and all this stuff. I'm like, what war is this? Is this, is this a real war? They're making up this war. But yeah, no, apparently a real war. So yeah, Sontarans come in. So the story goes that the Sontarans snuck under the uh, the dogs. I can't remember the species name. The dogs, uh, when they did their whole thing over the planet Earth to save them, uh, they snuck under and then they proceeded to both attack Earth 
in the present and past at the same time. And one is during this war, and the other time is during present day, which is where Dan gets thrown to as well. And sometimes they're just being sometimes, and they're trying to take over Earth, more or less. And they've, they've interjected right at a point in history where they even Russia doesn't exist anymore, even though the um, the people there can still, you know, Doctor mentions Russia, and they're like, oh, that sounds like something I don't know. I don't really know, but, you know, whatever. You've got this real dick of a um, general played by Gerald Kide, uh, who's typical bullshit doesn't listen to a doctor what would you know completely screws everything up and then interestingly i thought right at the end of the episode after the doctor kind of does everything right and gets the way that she wants things to go um he has to like that fuse and just blow everything typical up. human mm. yeah. you can see the look of disappointment on her face too i feel during that moment yeah i mean i recently went back and like saw watched a clip of uh of uh, David Tennant's first episode, you know, hmm. where he, he gets uh, that alien the spaceship devil? to leave. <laughs> no, not that one. The devil spider thing? No, <laughs> no. no. The, the Christmas special. Oh, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with right. the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar kind of thing. Lots of yelling. Yeah. Telling it, I'm the doctor. Like, typical doctor sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. The alien spaceship leaving peacefully and then humans blow it up. Okay. And then he says how... Great line. But she cra- she cracks and says... There's, she has that line in this episode about I'm not even sure why I care about you or sometimes... Yeah. Or, you know, something like that, which I thought was quite... Hard. Well, not harsh, I mean, like, deserved it. But I mean, like, for, for the Doctor, that was quite a dark line. Yeah. Well, she's been through a lot recently. <laughs> She's dealing with all hot. She has a lot on her plate currently. Discovering that everything she knew about her, the girlfriend, existence, yep. existence of herself and the Time Lords and everything is uh, not as it apparently seems. Uh, yeah, so I thought the, the main plot was pretty good. Sontarans are always... I've always enjoyed Sontarans. I think they're funny little dumb... They're funny, yeah. Dumb little potato head things. Uh, and then seeing a Sontaran ride a horse was... <laughs> Worth the price of a mission alone. <laughs> and and it's a Sontaran wanting to come to this time to ride a horse. To ride a horse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny. Yeah. So I enjoyed all of that stuff. Uh, and then I guess... Yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I feel like it's pretty... pretty Like, it's enjoyable, but it's pretty just straightforward, no? Like, yeah. with the, what's happening in the Doctor's timeline and stuff. And meanwhile, you got Dan, present day. You get this cool moment with his parents right yes it was his parents yes which was um we hadn't seen them before so that was cool and then him like sneaking around and i like how when he first arrives he's just like looking at the house and then she's like pointing at her watch or whatever like curfew yeah. or whatever automatically gets stuck blasted but yeah i think my favorite moment in the episode had to have actually been him sneaking onto that facility carrying that pan and just like because it's a rather long take of him just like Dun, 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 like like yep. sort of slowly pacing behind all these boxes and, and stuff. And I'm thinking, there's no way no one's noticed him. But then I remember the son's hands are dumb, so. <laughs> uh, and then he, he just shoves that pan into his jacket, zips it up and climbs that ladder, gets up in there into yep. that facility and then gets saved by his uh, companion friend. Uh, Carvinista. 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 Yep, there we go. Uh, I hope he's a recurring character through the season. Well, he's. I reckon we'll see him again, but I don't think we'll see him again for a while because the doctor's like, 
You need to look after can the you, planet. Yeah, can you look after the planet because we're coming? But I did really enjoy because yeah, I mean, most of the things I enjoyed about this episode was Dan, to be honest. But I really <laughs> enjoyed that then where she's like, "Do you want to come?" And he's like, "Can I?" You know, like he has like a look yeah. of. It's that typical, it's like sort of what makes a good companion to a bad companion is always sort of that moment where the excitement of traveling in the TARDIS and how they sort of sell that to the audience of how mm. excited they are about the idea of time traveling or and going through space and time and everything like that. And I feel like he gets it in that moment where he's like, his face sort of lights up at the invitation to come travel. So, yep. yeah. Definitely. Did you have any? Anything else to say about the present or past or? Nope. Just, you know, Dan's great. We can all get on board with Dan, even though he makes terrible puns. Uh, you know, share Simon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you can walk away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Walk away. Something like that. Yeah. Walk away. Anyway. The doctor's like, oh, uh, the funny part was just them interrupting each other constantly. Yeah. What are you doing exactly. here? The exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Mary just like, she doesn't know obviously what the hell she's watching, but being like, yeah. can you, do you want to talk one at a time or whatever? <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, and then we've got the the Yaz and the uh, Vinda, whoever else they've called. I can't remember the old character's names. Uh, that old timey dude from... Joseph Back Williamson. In. There you go. Joseph Williamson, he's here, and so is the 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 kid. I can't remember his name either. The one you reckon from was what's his fuck? From wasn't he from Game of Thrones or whatever? Yeah, Vinda, Jacob Anderson, who's Grey Worm. Oh, that is him. Oh, yeah. sorry, I read it wrong. Yeah. Uh Grey Worm, yeah. So you got them all show up on this planet that then we discover is well, so we're told, is called time. And in which something has gone wrong and little robot things that look like the companion things out of destiny to a degree keep flashing up and being like, hey, can you fix it? Can you fix it? Can you fix it? Something needs to be fixed, apparently. Something needs to be fixed. They're on a planet called time. Does it mean time needs to be fixed? I mean, that's just sort of the, the go-to. And then by the end of the episode, you've got... um, You've had the entire... Do they have separate names for the swarm? No. Yeah, Azur? Is that the other one? I'm looking at the cast here. Azur is the yeah. female one. Yeah. Yeah. So you got Swarm and Azur show up and they seem to know everything that's happening. They very much wanted to get here. They kill the little robot thing. Um, and then between then and when the doctor shows up at the end of this episode, but they're dragged there, which I guess is also important. They don't purposely go there. The doctor and Dan are dragged there through the TARDIS mm. at the end of the episode, uh, to this planet time. And then the swarm and Zer reveal that uh Yaz and everyone else, I presume, who was there has been had something go wrong to them. They've got like face tattoos or something going on and whatever else and then the statues or the people in the room i don't really know what they're supposed to be they're like flashing in and out yeah what what do you make of all this shit it's a lot it's like <laughs> so we have no idea what's going on and but clearly they want to break stuff or harness it or whatever you know makes sense kind of i guess <laughs> yeah well, well, uh, it was cause... kind of like very cheesy obviously the him trying to shoot him constantly it's like Ugh. That was not great, but you know, other than that, the rest was good. The rest is pretty good, you know, enjoyable. 
I'd be interested if he has that line with Yaz saying, I don't know why he, the doctor picks you. Like, why he picks certain companions, I guess. Maybe that's something we'll explore in this season, or it's just like him pondering why the doctor cares about humans at all. On, so I'm wondering how we go from this to next episode, like what, how we get there. So the synopsis is already up for next, but it doesn't tell you much. It just says time is beginning to run wild on a planet that shouldn't exist in the aftermath of an apocalypse. The Doctor, Dan, Yaz, and Vinda face a battle to survive. Mm. So once upon a time is next week's episode. But I'm just wondering how they go from where they are to like getting out. Or whatever, like being That's the surprise, you know? <laughs> like what the, the go is, yeah. So and then we they did Doctor they confirmed the other day that the fourth episode is gonna be the um Weeping Angels episode. And the synopsis for that one is A little girl has gone missing. Professor Otatius Jericho is conducting a psychic experiments, and in the village graveyard there is one gravestone too many. Why is Town known as the cursed, cursed village? And what do the Weeping Angels want? Mm. So it was somehow, that sounds more like a one-shot, like a typical thing. But Maybe, next week's... I mean, like, obviously we're predicting that time is going to get fucked, like, as a whole concept. So mm. if time gets fucked, the Weeping Angels kind of would be one of the most affected creatures, you would think, seeing as their powers are sending people back in time. Hmm. Yeah, I just I want to know how we get. I mean, that's five minutes five minutes into next week's episode, something like the doctor just escapes somehow or something. I don't really <laughs> like. It's it's probably very. Well, easy I assume they just get, get sent wherever they're going. Next you reckon? Episode, you, know? you reckon um, swarms going to send them? Or time Someone? is sending them? Oh shit! Do you reckon this? Now that we're like getting into this, oh, there's a planet called Time, or an apocalypse, and all this sort of shit. Do you reckon? Do you really think this is just a long, really long way and at the end of this they're going to just actually change the whole Dr. Gallifrey stuff like due to fan I, feedback? Or I think they're... Or change it back. Yeah. Or change it to something that's more fan approved. Palatable? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think this on this path and, it, you know, I th- it would be easy, like, not easy, but it would be make sense to, like, kind of reset everything so all the pieces are back together for... Uh, Russell T. Davis to take over, but uh, I mean, you've already got the approval to do that previous, so why not continue to explore this? I mean, it does make everything kind of leading up to it interesting. Is like, what if somebody jumps in here and then decides to go back <laughs> to watch the from the start of the reboot? It's like all that information that they watched during that about the Doctor is all false, <laughs> and they just don't mm. know it. It's like. Yeah, it's odd to think about. It yeah. definitely, like, it definitely. If you were to watch from the start, there's no like between the the Russell T Davies and then through to the Moffat era, it does feel like a coherent yeah. thing. Like, M- like each of those doctors felt like a proper jumping on point. Yeah, where and you could still go back and like the story would make sense. Yeah, and then yeah, the the chip the the Chibnall thing is just unfortunately. I know. Maybe this last part's all team everything. <laughs> it's the ugly duckly of, of uh, Doctor mm. Who runs, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Any closing comments on this week's episode? Anything I missed? No. 
No, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We need for more moment. people fighting with cutlery, uh, cookware, I think. Well, maybe it'll be kind of a running theme. Episode. So can be happy. I'm very keen for episode four, though. Now that I know Weeping Angels is episode four, I'm keen. Especially if, it, hopefully, it's shot scary. I want it to be shot like really scary. It's never going to be as good as the first one. Yeah. But. Just click. Yeah. Uh, but still, I want to see some Weeping Angels. It's been a while. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Fish Fingers and Custard. Of course, you can find the podcast and all, po- uh, all podcasting services. And if you are there, um, if you're on our podcast, give it a right there. Do, do that. That'll, that'll be good. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ExplosionPod. Follow me on Twitter at VivaDeal, V O V A L O D L. Follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobby, S H L E Y H O B L E Y. And until next week, time is just a perspective.